Hello, I'm DJ TBD, and this is another episode of KCSU Live in Studio Sessions. This session took place on September 14, 2017, with Boston based act Carissa Johnson and LA based act Vanessa Silberman during their Western US tour. Thanks for listening. It's so simple, why is it difficult to do? Be afraid, it's okay Think me out, I'm so lonely in your brain, babe You pity the devil You feed her too I lost my place in your world You lost you listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. My name is TBD in the station here on this Thursday afternoon live with Carissa Johnson and Vanessa Silverman. They are here during their tour through the Western U.S. and they have stopped by to play some songs for us. That last song was You Lost You performed by Carissa herself. You guys would like to say hi. Hey. Hey, what's up? Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. This is Vanessa talking. Awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your no doubt busy schedules to perform songs for me and for everyone else. That's really, really cool. Would um Carissa, would you like to maybe explain a little bit what that song was about or you know what caused you to write that song sort of that thing yeah that song came together really quickly um a few months ago i released that song in april as uh, the first single off my upcoming album which will be out in march mm-hmm. um i wrote it about a few things um i think it's just about growing and um expanding and um kind of the people that come along with you and the people you kind of have to leave behind mm-hmm. um or just about friendships and relationships changing and um just learning how to kind of deal with that and um maybe just growing at different speeds or um Mm -hmm. you know just people changing or changing yourself and uh, just kind of learning how to how to grow grow and yeah (laughs) totally yeah um how old are you guys actually just if you don't mind me asking i'm 23 okay 
I'm 100. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. Hope you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. You're beautiful for your age. Yeah, and honestly, time time is a time <laughs> is a construct. Time is a construct, so it doesn't really matter. But that's awesome that um, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to that concept of you know growing up as we're all in yeah. this kind of a very weird time totally. in life. Everything's always changing. Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask, and we kind of touched on this before uh, we went live, but you know what? brought you both to, together because you're both kind of separate artists and then you decide to join up and tour together for this section of the tour what you know draw drew you both together um vanessa's been on tour for a long time a couple years yeah. straight <laughs> consistently yeah <laughs> i've been on the road for a really long time and uh i was on tour doing a east coast tour mm-hmm. and uh Myself and then uh, when I play under the Vanessa Silberman band mm-hmm. with uh, Reed Mullen of Corrosion of Conformity and um, my other friend Michael Ross, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, did an East Coast tour and we played a show with Carissa in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, it's like you know when you immediately connect with um, you know someone, um, you know even though. Uh, you have people who are coming from different places or whatever. Musically, um, we just really connected. And uh, I work on the business side, too, and I'm an engineer and I have an artist development label. And Carissa is really, and I'll let her uh, speak more, but, um, uh, you know, in terms of, like, just owning her scene in Boston and stuff, I just have a lot of respect for her and what she's built there and, um, you know, just helping other bands and stuff. I've always come from the place I been on tour but you know from the music community in LA and been in the business for so long about building um and growing with like so many other artists and bands and coming together with other artists and teaming up and I just feel that way because it's not one band or artist who's going to change the world but it's many and when people come together that's when things you know change Mm -hmm. and you know so uh after we played, I invited her to come out for some other shows in the Midwest, and then uh, we teamed up as well um, with another uh, tour that I was doing with an, another artist, uh, Jimmy Diaz of the band The Love Dimension, who's on my artist development label, mm-hmm. uh, where me, myself, um, at Carissa, and then Jimmy, we all backed each other for about two weeks for the, um, you know, so just for any people who are listening or artists, you know, there's tons of ways you can tour and support yourself with other bands and support other bands. And mm-hmm. that's um, awesome. Yeah, and she opened up uh, for another tour, and now we're doing this teamed up. And yeah, it's a anything, lot of fun. Yeah, anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I mean, we started booking tours before we actually met in person, <laughs> and um, I think this is our fourth one together. Um, we did a short one. We did a couple short ones. We did uh, one that was two weeks. We did one that was a month. And this one's about five, six weeks split up into two different tours. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be doing um, a lot of shows in Texas in a couple weeks. And I'm going back through like Arizona and California and doing a lot of stuff here on the West Coast. That's awesome. Yeah. Have um, Chris, have you ever toured through the West Coast before? Because I know you're primarily from the East Coast. Have you been out this way before? Yeah, a few times. Um, I grew up in Boston. I still live there. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I've been building there for about seven or eight years with uh, my solo project and other various bands. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I brought um, my solo project when it was pretty fresh um, out to California and just did a California tour with another artist, Mm -hmm. Lauren Hurley. 
And then um, I came out with my band and did the Northwest. Um, okay. That was like Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. Um, and that was last August. And then I decided to do the Southwest and do California, Arizona, New Mexico, um, and uh, just places around there to do um, with my full band. And that was a, both of those tours were two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just always been drawn out to the West Coast. I really feel like it's a, like a second home or like I'm just being pulled out here. <laughs> and yeah. um, this is my first day really in Colorado. Well, welcome. I'm Thank glad you. you could make it. Yeah, very excited to be here. Um, where you guys are playing in town. Yeah. tonight yep. yes we are and uh you can find information about that on our facebook pages or websites mm-hmm. yeah i'm under uh vanessa silberman official okay and then uh and mine's carissa johnson music and that's uh facebook and uh carissa johnson music.com yes so if you want to be at that show i'm trying to be you can find their information there online are you guys playing anywhere else in the colorado area like any other cities um not in colorado no yeah we're uh over the weekend, we're venturing um, to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We have Rad. a couple of shows there. Yeah. That'll be fun. I love New Mexico. It's yeah. a fun state. Yeah, totally. Um, what a question I usually ask people when they come in here. What is is the song, or can you pinpoint a specific experience, usually in your childhood, that led you to want to be a musician? Because I know for me, my my example is the the song A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. I was like, yep, I want to <laughs> oh, yeah. play so piano. That That's song. me. I remember that. I remember watching MTV and VH1, waking up early to watch Jumpstart, mm-hmm. just all the music videos. And it was back when they were playing like Matchbox 20 mm-hmm. and Avril Lavigne and Michelle yeah, Branch. So and, good. Yeah, like Maroon 5, like, like all those bands when they were first starting. Mm-hmm. And I remember being super inspired by that. And um, I went to see Avril Lavigne in 2003. Oh, and, um, That's a very 2003 sentence to yeah. say. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see her in like 2007 too, but we won't talk yeah. about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, 2003, I mean, I saw her on stage and I, that was my first concert and I just felt the energy of the room and I was like, I can do that. This is it. Yeah. And um, it was just a, a feeling and I was just like, this is just kind of, this is me. This is what I need to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't never knew how or when or why or what but i was like that's just what i gotta do and um it just slowly just came together i feel that what about you vanessa um i grew up partly between the bay area northern california and hawaii okay and when i lived in hawaii i didn't have tv or radio Mm. and i was you know i had to cross three bridges to get to school wow and sometimes they would flood you know just give a perspective and like i remember when i was in eighth grade like walmart and borders books came and it was like such a big deal revolutionary yeah it was like all of a sudden i could get cds and magazines and you know there might have been one record store in hawaii but like I discovered bands like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, specifically like being over at a friend's house and my friend's dad playing Nirvana from his truck and just flipping out, being like, oh my God, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then I remember there was 10 CDs for a penny by Columbia House. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I discovered a lot of stuff from that. But then also, at the same time, there was these numbers you could call to order and you could hear previews yeah. of records. And I remember this one moment where I, I was like, oh, my God, just freaking out. Like, they've got, like, rare Nirvana. And it was, like, in utero or, like, something or, like, bleach. But mm-hmm. I didn't know because I didn't, like, I didn't have MTV. I had mm-hmm. friends who had MTV. And, um, but, like, I, I could hear, like, 30-second clips and I continually call back these like columbia uh, house type bmg places where Mm -hmm. you can hear previews of records (laughs) 
Um, you know, so I discovered a lot of music um, that way and then stuff through the library or when ma- magazines mm-hmm. were available at, like, Borders Books and, like, through friends or, like, I had two friends who had, like, MTV and, mm-hmm. like, I would stay up literally <laughs> almost to daylight watching <laughs> these music videos mm-hmm. just... You know, I just knew when I heard, um, you know, I think Nirvana was the biggest one. I I just knew, like, no matter what, I was like, oh, my God, this is something I have to do. Because um, to hear music or hear songs that, like, reach you in a place that you can't even pinpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even know what the person or people look like. Um, yeah. I just felt like, man, you could really impact people's lives you know, doing music and singing songs in, like, a positive way if you're, you know, writing and content, like, was, you know, super genuine or had, like, really good messages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Where, um, sorry, where in Hawaii did, where, did you live? I lived on Kauai. Oh, wow, yeah. So that's a... a have you been there? I have. I have family who lives on Oahu, and then the last time that um, we traveled to go see them, we stopped in Kauai for the first time, and uh-huh. it's it's so beautiful there, but yes, definitely yeah. more secluded than oh, yeah. um, some of the other islands. Not, not the most secluded of the islands, but right. more secluded, so that's... Than, than some. Yeah, like where Oahu is kind of a city on an island. Mm-hmm. Like Kauai, it took 45 minutes to get to the closest gas well, station. Yeah, and half of the half of the island is like there's not even a road on it on Kauai there's like no way to get to it by car half of the island is just like untamed which is really really wonderful um I wanted to ask a question just occurred to me you guys are or you both are from such different parts of the country how do you think that personally affected um your your music style and your music taste are there like specific like local bands from where you grew up that really influenced you um yeah growing up in boston um this is carissa talking but uh yeah growing up in boston i um i wasn't too in touch with the scene there until i started really playing my own music Mm -hmm. and um my dad was in bands and he had played around town when he was in his late 20s and early 30s Mm -hmm. and um he knew a lot of the local bands and he got me into a few bands like the neighborhoods okay um and they were a big influence growing up when i started getting into punk music and um then i just you know the pixies and Mm -hmm. um a few other bands from boston um, the Lemonheads and Juliana Hatfield and uh, Amy Mann from Till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of I started getting really into their story and and what what they did to um, be successful and um, just I really connected to their music too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Boston is a very I feel like it's a unique scene from a lot of places that I've been, and um, it's it's definitely different from. Uh, well, we were in Wyoming for the past five days and uh, <laughs> South Dakota and like um, it's different from that, but it's also different from California and New York even mm-hmm. um, where it's an older scene and um, it's a competitive scene mm-hmm. and um, it's, uh, yeah, venues are closing, venues are opening mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, I started when I was like 15 playing and wasn't even really old enough to technically be in those venues <laughs> and um, that was a challenge, but it was uh, definitely, it was a, a good growing experience mm-hmm. um, at a young age. And, um, yeah, I felt super connected to it, and uh, I just wanted to keep putting out albums and um, be a part of the community and help other bands and um, just got really into the whole process of putting out an album and, and playing, and uh, which led to wanting to tour and see the whole country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, being from Boston, I feel like it's um, it's good to have grown up in such a competitive scene and one where it might be hard to stand out or where there's a focus on metal music mm-hmm. or um, different genres where punk isn't really... Um, the biggest focus there. Okay. Um, it's more like 
I guess rock is kind of big, but metal is really pretty big. The thing out in Boston. Huh, I didn't know that. And even like pop stuff and R&B is a a huge scene in Boston. Um, But yeah, definitely um, a good good upbringing there. And um, still love being there Mm -hmm. and uh, being a part of that scene and uh, just checking off the goals that I have there with venues and Mm -hmm. uh, different things. That's cool. What about you, Vanessa? Um, Well, I guess I suppose like with the Bay Area, like growing up, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was bands that came out of there like Green Day and Mm -hmm. like AFI Operation Ivy, a lot more punk bands. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, Hawaii, uh, there wasn't really many bands, but a lot of reggae or Hawaiian music and stuff like that. So, you know... um, as far as like local bands, I, I remember like you know maybe there was a couple local Hawaiian bands and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, you know since I spent like most of the last part of like the last fifteen years in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and just working on the business side, I mean there were so many bands, um, you know, in the LA scene who I think are so diverse. Who let's say maybe started in LA or came to LA as a band from another town. Um, you know, and just working with different bands, even in San Francisco now. Um, and just for anyone who's interested, like, there's some really cool local L.A. bands that I love. Like, uh, there's a female-fronted group called Iris. Okay. Um, Ramonda Hammer. Um, there's another band called Velvet. Uh, a band called Name the Band. <laughs> um which is actually a Brazilian indie rock band. Okay. Uh, Zay, the singer, he's backed me on drums before. Um, you know, so there's a lot of bands too with my artist development label that I worked with in the local scene to help build community. And then there's a lot of bands actually out of San Francisco that I work with. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I love dearly is a band called Down and Outlaws, okay. who I actually, uh, while I was working at um, the uh, at a recording studio as a in-house assistant engineer. I was also developing my label, and I found them when they were playing their first L.A. show, and they're an amazing, like, rock and roll, you know, kind of like Iggy Pop, Nirvana, Tom Petty, mm-hmm. all that kind of mix. There's a really cool psych rock scene, too, in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, the Love Dimension... Um, I also really love this all-girl group, uh, Snow Angel, I've worked with. Um, and then even working with other bands, like um, in New York, there's a, an artist called Kino Camino mm-hmm. I really love. And um, uh, By Tyrant. Sure. By Tyrant. Shark <laughs> Muffin, Jane. <laughs> they're out of Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's so many bands I could just list off. I have like <laughs> an ongoing list. Ever. I'm yeah. like a huge promoter of other bands and artists too. That's awesome. Songwriters, so. That's really cool. Um, Carissa, you mentioned your dad was a big influence. And then a, a question that I ask a lot is how people's parents taste in music influence the music they make now and usually the the answer is either I like followed my parents path in music or just like completely rebelled (laughs) and went completely against my parents I wondered if those um if you both have similar experiences to either of those options yeah my dad was always into music and um he he played guitar a lot growing up and he still does Mm -hmm. and um when I was growing up he was playing with his band and I'd go to the TV station that the bassist worked at and I'd film them oh, when I was like cool. 10 years old and I'd be like <laughs> at the awesome. c- control room pressing buttons and making yeah. videos <laughs> and um, I remember I thought it was so cool and I liked the music and mm-hmm. um, actually on my first album I covered one of my dad's band's songs called Open Your Eyes Okay. and um, 
it's just it's music it's definitely influenced me and and when I was younger I didn't want to admit it um <laughs> I definitely uh wanted to rebel from what my dad was listening to uh-huh. and at the time he was listening to the Ramones and XTC and um bands that I love now yeah and um I remember being like uh, probably nine or ten right when I started playing guitar listening to those bands I had a discman and headphones and I just like listen to certain songs on repeat and I was mm-hmm. like this is just there's something about this song that I'm like feeling something mm-hmm. and um it was that music that my dad really got me into kind of indirectly and um yeah we still connect on a lot of um music and we both like heavy guitars and the same like melodic songs with heavy beats and mm-hmm. stuff like that so um yeah my dad and I listen to a lot of the same music um my mom is also a music fan, but um, not it's not like her main focus. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've both been super supportive of uh, me doing music, and uh, it's, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, definitely. And what about you, Vanessa? It's kind of interesting. I feel like there's n- like almost no music in my family, huh, and so I think you know I just felt so connected by the other bands or artists who I heard growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom uh, was a fashion designer. Oh, that's um, interesting. You know, from New York, and um, she's she's kind of an artist still and does mm-hmm. that. So I, I do a lot of art, even under my artist development label. So maybe a portion of that influenced mm-hmm. um, me. And my dad's a developer and an architect, um, but. Uh, yeah, I never, I mean, I kind of got like coming down the basement, Vanessa, do you mind turning that down? That <laughs> yeah. is really loud. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I don't know, somehow I always knew I wanted to move to L.A. too and do rock and mm-hmm. I don't know, something else, you know. So um, rebelling against my parents, no, but like I just feel like I was really independent and had my own ideas and you know, didn't want to stay around. I, I just had my own idea of what I was going to do, and, mm-hmm. and that was always going to be music. I know my parents really wished that I, you know, would have been more of a focus on uh, being an artist. And um, But, you know, I think uh, I still do some of that stuff. And, like, if anybody's interested, they can um, check out some of my art online. Um, like I've done a lot of stuff for other bands. Like I did a bunch of art for Dead Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, another rock band from LA, and other other artists uh, under my artist development label and stuff. So, yeah. So yeah, that's another question that I typically ask um, musicians if they do um, practice any other type of art, be it visual art. So you do create. Um, or is it like graphic design? Is it painting? Is it? Um, yeah, actually all those things. But I, I mainly, um, like right now, the, f- the focus is really just being an artist because I've been on the road for the last two years pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that takes up a lot of time. But um, during spare time, I, I really have really liked, you know, making CD covers for other bands and mm-hmm. graphics. Um, but uh, I also am an engineer producer and I consider that an art. Yeah. As well. Oh, definitely. Um, so, but yeah, I, I really, uh, I would like to retire in France and be a painter, <laughs> and a, you know, and live on a farm or yeah. something like that. I think uh, I'll end up doing that later it in life. Like more. A, that sounds like a dream to me. And Carissa, do you, um, do you practice any visual art of any kind or any other art besides music as well? Yeah, actually, um, when I was younger, I was so focused on um, illustration and drawing, like just pencil and pen drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pretty much when I picked up guitar, I kind of gave that up. Okay. But, um, I did a little bit 
of it. I actually ended up going to college for fine art and um, with a focus on graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, learned what I had to about how to make an album and uh, got out of school. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I love Photoshop and Illustrator and I've done a lot of album art for bands in Boston and I do the art for my own albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make a lot of posters and stuff like that and I've gotten back into drawing. Um, yeah, I love all the different types of art and a lot of times like when I make my albums, the art is just as fun as the song mm-hmm. creation. So yeah, I love it. That's awesome. What another question, what did you what or what do you think you would be doing like right now if you were not a musician? Like I know you, you, <laughs> Vanessa, you might answer engin- engineer engineering audio, but like maybe even farther from that, what would you be doing if there was no music? No music at I mean, all. Because <laughs> I still feel like I mean I still am engineering producing like along mm-hmm. the way. I, actually, last my last tour that I was in Colorado, uh, I started producing um, some music uh, punk record for um, the Love Dimension or sorry Jimmy Diaz, who's mm-hmm. the front man of. So it's like, and I've worked with artists in Atlanta and stuff. But unrelated to music, I feel like. Um, I, if I was not doing music in this life, I would be like a research FBI agent. <laughs> okay. um, I like to, um, you know, find out information <laughs> and research stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. I know when I was younger, I really wanted to be a movie director mm-hmm. and I love acting too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure at some point in my life, I will keep mixing that stuff in. Um, but yeah, as far away from entertainment, probably <laughs> an FBI agent or something. Cowgirl. Okay. Cowgirl. I love cowboys. <laughs> in an alternate universe, there's yeah. a cowgirl FBI agent just finding <laughs> things out about the Old West. And then, Carissa, what about you, if you could think about that? Um, I feel like I would be a skateboarder or a surfer. Okay. I uh, I always loved skateboarding growing up, and um, that was also just a big focus um, until music took over. Mm-hmm. So um, I bet I would move to Venice Beach and just skateboard all day. That's awesome. All right, so we are going to jump in to your last song, Carissa, if that's all right with you. Yep. This is the tune Fuel Heart, and you are listening to a live performance of it by Carissa Johnson in the 90.5 KCSU station. Thanks for listening. Distract me, I'm no longer I got a fraction of the strength I need to untie my tongue I'm trying so hard to love myself Baby, when I do, I love someone else I'm smiling, I'm crying I'm living, I'm dying I'm happy, I'm sad One day I'll be something I'll say you can't figure out, figure out. I'm a wreck, I'm a rock, I'm hurting. I'm only breaking on the surface what you call face. I've been my only days. It's not just a fever, I can sweat out. Sure, with every pass around the sun, it gets easy, at least easier. Sure, with every passing wave, it gets better. I've got a fuel heart, a fuel heart.
The air is ocean, so I weave fear calls, but you don't have to pick up. I'm trying so hard to ignore the rain. Baby, if we do, there's so much to see. I'm smiling, I'm crying, I'm living, I'm dying. I'm happy, I'm sad. One day I'll be something else that you can't figure out. Figure out. I'm a wreck, I'm a rock, I'm hurting. I'm only breaking on the surface what you call face. I've been my only days. It's not just a fever. I can sweat out. Sure, with every pass around the sun, it gets easier, at least easier. Sure, with every passing wave, it gets better. I've got a fuel heart, a fuel heart. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins, where you just heard a live performance of the song Fuel Heart by Carissa Johnson. We have Carissa Johnson and Vanessa Silberman in the studio right now with us, and they are going to play some more songs. Actually, Vanessa is going to play some more songs. We're going to take a quick break, going to play some regular tunes for you while the tuning commences. Stick around. They'll be back live in about maybe five-ish minutes so definitely keep listening to your college radio station 90.5 kcsu fort collins welcome back my name is dj tbd and i am here in the studio with vanessa silberman and carissa johnson we just heard carissa johnson play two of her songs you lost you and fuel heart and now we are about to hear vanessa play her song american folk rock thanks for listening to this live session here at 90.5 kcsu fort collins Under desert stars, playing Abbey Road, keeping warm in my car alone. Waking up to sun, climbing up the rocks, reading a book, getting lost in thought. So lady, baby, I felt alone. You've been Hollywood lately, haven't been home. Music saves me, I love the road. Driving in my car, blasting the stereo. To American folk rock. Under desert sun, kicking up the dirt, 
drawing pictures, I'm singing words. Walking down this road, it's a long path. You left me better, but it's something I'll get past. Slavery, baby, I felt alone. You've been Hollywood lately, hopping from home. Music saves me along the road. Driving in my car, blasting the stereo to American folk rock. Driving in my car, blasting the stereo to American folk rock. KCSU, you are listening to a live studio session with Carissa Johnson and Vanessa Silverman. Vanessa just played you her song, American Folk Rock. And would you like to maybe give a little story behind that song or talk about it for a little bit? Um, Yeah, sure. Uh, A few things about that song. Uh, The recording of the song was done actually in uh, South Africa in a recording studio called BOP. Uh, I was over there doing a a studio label collaboration Mm -hmm. um, with that studio and uh, their old label called Scoodoo and my label called The Diamond Heart. And I was over there. uh, I basically went over there to find um, a group or artists and produced a single. And I ended up going over there and I actually found a hip hop group in uh, the area where the studio is kind of close to the border of Botswana uh, called Mafeking. And okay. um, I worked with the different songwriters. On the very last day, um, I ended up recording um, this song there, and it was just done in this, like, incredible room with just one microphone. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole uh, song is is kind of a bit different from, like, for example, let's say my old band Diamonds Under Fire, where it was like more um, grunge, pop rock. Mm-hmm. But with my soul material, I wanted to kind of do extremes mm-hmm. um, and dabble in different areas. And I, I wanted to do a really personal mm-hmm. song that was more um, a folk vibe and, um, you know, just kind of talk about some personal things and some experiences I had. So, um, and uh, you can find uh, the track. Uh, on my current EP that's available um, on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, a question, I guess, that just came off of that. What, because you guys, or you both have said that you have been in bands and projects before, but what kind of caused you to also go into solo work, I guess, is my question for both of you. Um, 
for myself, Diamonds Under Fire was like kind of a band slash moniker that I used for over 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it kind of had a long life. Mm -hmm. And during that span, I had, you know, played solo, had different players, session players, paid players, and then two girls who were kind of my bandmates towards the end who, you know, we kind of developed it a little bit more. But uh, during that time towards the end, I started recording a lot. And, uh, you know, life changes. And through a span of so many years, like you grow or like the attachment to, you know, it's like, People could have gone through high school basically three times during mm -hmm. that time. So, um, you know, I, I kind of changed and I really wanted to not be afraid to try different stuff and just kind of do stuff on my own yeah, and course. not be attached to, you know, waiting on anybody or anything. Or um, And I just wanted to try different things, collaborating with a lot of different people or, you know, try doing a folk song and then also do a really heavy song mm -hmm. that sounds like you know you know drop d and like more punky and mm -hmm. like you know or even have someone rap on a song and <laughs> um but still have a cohesive sound so i just wanted to try doing different things and not be afraid and was ready for a change and started rebuilding about it you know two three years ago yeah of course and uh carissa maybe why are your thoughts on that question as well yeah um well i started playing in in bands when i was about 15 i joined this band called left hand blue from mm -hmm. my high school and um i grew up in a town called andover where music's not the focus it's more sports uh -huh. and so that was the only band in town and uh i had looked up to them for like a year or so I was just like oh man like, like these are kids in my grade but they were the only ones playing shows <laughs> and i was like man you can be in a band and just do this and um, I asked them about the talent show and then they actually were like, Hey, we're looking for a bassist. Do you want to join? Mm -hmm. And, um, ended up joining being with the band for five years. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was, um, primarily Matt, the singer, that was his project that I had joined and he had written the songs. He was a great, great songwriter. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't really have a, I had a voice as far as, um, the visual, uh, the visuals went in that band and, mm -hmm. you know, playing bass and singing backup, but I didn't write. And um, I started kind of developing my writing during that period. And uh, Matt started doing solo stuff and that inspired me to do my own solo stuff mm -hmm. and get on stage. And um, seeing some of the local bands at the venue I worked at in uh, New Hampshire um, really inspired me to just keep going. And um, I really felt like I had a voice through my solo projects. Yeah. And it started off acoustic and then um, put out an album. And in the studio, I would play guitar and bass and sing and then I'd hire drummers and kind of formed a band unintentionally in the studio mm -hmm. and then um, for the release show hired some friends that I knew that played instruments and um, met at that show this other band in town that wanted to be my backing band and then from there it just grew into a solo project and um i've had a band ever since and still like the balance of doing acoustic shows mm -hmm. where i can just be up there by myself and have that freedom but also have the um big sound of a band behind me mm -hmm. when you play with a band do you um play bass i or? do yeah in my band i sing and play bass and That's i have awesome. a guitarist steph and a drummer nick and um yeah three-piece band the lineups changed a few times mm -hmm. um but this has been the lineup for about a year and a half now that's cool do yeah. you um do you both know how to play other instruments um besides the ones we've already mentioned guitar and bass and anything else i can hack my way through the drums but i'm not <laughs> trying <great>. my best <laughs> yeah um i did a like an over a three months tour um with that jimmy from the love dimension where we both 
backed each other mm-hmm. on drums and did that for three months and literally had maybe two days off a month. <laughs> so double duty. And then when Carissa joined on for two weeks, we were doing like somewhat triple duty. So mm-hmm. um, also, you know, being a producer and an engineer, I um, will sometimes I've programmed stuff on the keyboard and mm-hmm. uh, doing songs and I've recorded playing bass. Um, so I, I, I've also played drums on uh, mm-hmm. someone's record before. Um, That's really so. cool. What would you both say is your favorite instrument to play, though? However, drums, drums, <laughs> just something um, about it. Yeah, drums are it's super fun. fun. Yeah, even Lots if they're not good, it's still fun. <laughs> yeah, um, I love singing guitar. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. That's good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, drums. I I tried once to play drums, and ooh, it was bad. It's such a bad. <laughs> I went from piano to drums, which I guess is. More, That's a difference. Yeah, it's a difference. Not as much as a difference that I met going from piano to guitar. That never stuck with me. I oh, really? they're so different, piano and guitar, that it never stuck. I did drums stuck a little more, but yeah. Oh man, it's such a different thing. It's really cool, actually. You know, being a songwriter and then mm-hmm. backing someone because there's like so much less pressure. You're like, <laughs> oh my god! Thank like, you. Yeah, and uh, it's cool to like hear it in a different way. And then with piano, it's like the notes. I, f- I feel like you can apply that to so many different. Yeah, that's things. fair. Uh, what you both write your own songs, correct? Yep. What would you say like your songwriting process typically is? And you also write the music as well. So do you? I know some people do lyrics first and then music or music first and then lyrics or is it sort of a combination of both what would you say um for my songs i usually write the lyrics first okay actually always i don't think i've ever written the melody first okay um i usually write them as poems and then uh fit a melody um to it i just start playing Mm -hmm. a bunch of random chords until something sticks Mm -hmm. um and uh, sometimes they do come together at the same time Mm -hmm. um but never melody first it's usually just the the words yeah um, for myself, and this is Vanessa talking, um, usually it always starts with like some kind of musical riff. Okay. Um, and then I make a melody over that. And then sometimes I'll record that and then listen to it somewhere else and mm-hmm. then kind of make out the words that I'm singing and, uh, you know, the feeling or, you know, say, okay, I'm going to write this kind of song and mm-hmm. like I have some lyric ideas and stuff. But usually uh, it'll be the guitar and sometimes I spent quite a few years just writing on the acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. um and then for the songs that are like louder I feel like or more heavy I actually ended up writing riffs on my electric okay um but I started learning guitar on my electric which which is kind of maybe untypical for some being a little 12 year old 11 year old (laughs) running it out yeah that's awesome being as loud as possible yeah always (laughs) always was there um starting out either in certain projects or as your solo careers any particular like audience you were trying to target or any specific message you were trying to convey through this music um that you set out to do in the beginning i guess is what i'm trying to ask I think um, for myself, um, it was just really reaching people, um, you know, through giving people uh, like hope and positivity through Mm -hmm. music in like a big way where, you know, uh, where other bands and their songs and material, I feel like maybe 
got me through whatever I was going through as a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know, just with the hopes of just changing one person's life. That's, that's how I felt. Like I was like, man, if I could just, you know, someone just said like, Hey, you know what? Your song like changed my life and made me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was really the ultimate goal. And, um, I think, you know, massively to reach a lot of people. I mean, for me, like, um, I think there, if it's, there's a positive message, but, uh, the arrangement and songwriting is cohesive enough for, um, you know, an older person and a younger person to understand. Mm-hmm. So it can be reached through the power of radio or, you know, just listening, but like ultimately just being real and honest and, you know, raw and intimate, mm-hmm. um, you know, through doing that as an artist, hopefully that people feel less alone in this world. Yeah, I understand that. What about you, Carissa, if you have any things to add? Yeah, definitely. Um, I come from a very similar mindset and um, definitely want to convey the same sort of feelings Mm -hmm. um, through my music and just spread positivity and, um, you know, let people know that uh, things change and that, you know, there's always a way to make a situation better than Mm -hmm. it is. And, um, yeah, like my first show, my first ever solo show, um, I played at the venue I worked at in New Hampshire called Sad Cafe, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to get everyone I knew out, and this girl named Carissa actually ended up, ended up going, and <laughs> she came up to me crying at the end of my show, and she was like, you're just saying everything that I needed to hear. Oh, that's so And nice. I was like, oh man, like that's this is my best. first show, and that's like so cool. I was addicted already to that, and yeah. I was just like, I, I need to do this for more people. That's amazing. And um, so yeah, that was a, a very um, important um I think situation and I just really wanted to keep doing that and I felt like I had a voice and Mm -hmm. I had to get a lot of stuff out for myself and it ended up resonating with other people um, because I was just saying what I had to say and it was very raw and real and Mm -hmm. uh, people would um, comment on that and they'd feel like the the authenticity um, which is also something I want to project is just the realness of it all. Mm -hmm. For Uh, sure. And two just to add on that I think like if you're an artist, you know, let alone a female or even male, it doesn't matter. But like, you know, just being out here and touring a lot, mm-hmm. I feel like that to me, like currently with my soul music and I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for Carissa, but I feel like it's completely mutual where, you know, we want to let, you know, people know and females and males that like, if you want to tour and be an artist, you can team up with people and you can do this too. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I toured a lot solo as a female by myself across the United States. So like, if there's any girls listening, you know what, I swear to you, the fear is bigger than the actual reality of that. Okay. I feel that. You know. Yeah. Um, awesome. So one last question before I think we're gonna go into the last song. Just a quick little fun one. If you were stranded on a desert island, what and you could only bring three albums to listen to forever, um, what albums would those be? If you, I know um, this is always an evil question to ask any musician or really anybody to pick three. <laughs> It's funny, I've thought about being asked this question before, and I'm like, what would I answer? Um, I would say Distillers, Coral Fang would be one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Garbage, Mm self-titled, and, oh man, what would the third one be? I have to listen. Uh, Sahara Hot Nights, uh, Kiss and Tell. Okay, all right, (laughs) awesome, good choices. And Vanessa? Um, I would bring 
like a Mozart or Beethoven CD. Interesting. Oh, smart. Nirvana, <laughs> never mind, and an audio book on tape. Oh. Of like, maybe like how to survive stories, <laughs> how to survive, or multiple things like, um, let's say, a uh, compilation CD of like cooking and travel. Cheating <laughs> so the system over here. Hunt while being stranded on an island. To you, yeah, you beat it. You beat the system. <laughs> so this has been a live studio session with Carissa Johnson and Vanessa Silberman. Again, thank you both so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, thank you for having us. Of course. Um, and just one more time before we end out, uh, you guys are in town tonight. Yes. What uh, show starts at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. And they can find all the information of where at uh, Facebook pages, which is, again, Vanessa Silberman official. And that's also on Instagram. We're super active on there. Awesome. And, and then and Carissa Johnson Music, Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. So if you are looking to be at that show tonight, which I am definitely trying to be there, you know where to find that information. You are smart, technological human beings. But... <laughs> To end out the session, we have Vanessa performing her song, Shine. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Stay positive, it's the way to go. Cause it comes to this It's the way you glow I like gold skulls and sounds Leopard print hearts and crowns Gonna shine the light for you Shine like a diamond too Being honest but It's hard to say I love the girl No apology Oh Tattoos are fun Roses, western crows and guns Gonna shine a light for you It's bright as the truth It's time that I told you Shine like a diamond too in your memory It's too broken hearted Let me be Stay my soul With a guitar Let it all go And just be who You are Gonna shine a light For you As bright As the truth It's time That I told you Shine like a diamond too Gonna shine a light for you It's bright as the truth It's time
Thank you for listening to this episode of KCSU Live in Studio Sessions. I would like to thank Carissa Johnson and Vanessa Silverman for coming into the station to perform and talk to me. My name is TBG. I engineered the audio, hosted, and produced this podcast. If you would like to hear more podcasts from us, you can find them at kcsufm.com.